Hi, I'm Megan Francis. And I'm Dave Kroc. And this is the LifeWork Podcast. In this show, we'll explore what it really takes to build a business while designing a life that matters. Hey, Dave, how are you? I'm great. Good, me too. So we're really excited to invite, introduce um, week two of our show. In case you're not familiar yet with our structure, which we are just getting familiar with ourselves, um, you can kind of look at every week as an episode in its own right that will be broken into segments that you can listen to on a daily basis to kind of keep you from getting overwhelmed and also make it easier for us to refer to different segments within each theme. So this week we're talking about time. And this would be week two, and this would be episode 2.1. 2.1. Which sounds very, you know, internet-y and stuff. So I, in I like stuff. It. In stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we're, ta- <laughs> we're talking about time this week. Later on this week, we will be interviewing Laura Vanderkam. Um, she is the author of 168 Hours, You Have More Time Than You Think, as well as a bunch of other books on time management and productivity and habit forming and success principles and all kinds of great stuff that we're interested in here. But... We wanted to kick this week off by just kind of talking about time in general. Um, Dave, you were mentioning earlier that, you know, in sort of this metaphysical way, time is the one thing we're having, we have less and less of. Yeah. And it's the only thing there is, really. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you think about it, if the Big Bang is true and the universe expanded from a single point and has been slowing down ever since, and uh, which Einstein's theory of relativity interacts with some, uh, or is the explanation of then really all we have is time, right? The, yeah. All that exists is stuff and time. Yeah. And, and so in this pursuit that we're all on to achieve some things and to get to a place, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs, the, the, in asking people, in prep for this show, I asked a lot of people, why do you do what you do? What, mm-hmm. are, you, what are you after? Um, and there was a number of different kind of thematic answers right. that came up, but one of the biggies was, was to be able to control my time, yeah. to be able to do what I want when I want. Uh, And the reality is that in order to create that space and that time for yourself, how you use your time to get there is one of the most important things you can do. Yeah, it has to be very intentional. And I think that there's a a big um, misnomer, I guess, a misconception about being your own boss in that you just kind of get to dictate whatever, do whatever you want when you feel like it. And it does not work that way because if you don't manage your time, your time will manage you manage you (laughs) yes so so we're going to talk about a few different things today um some strategies we'll both talk about some ways to make more time um which i you know as uh, you probably are just getting to know us if you're just listening um for the first time now or even if you've listened to the episodes we've had so far but dave and i have slightly different backgrounds in that he, he is running several businesses um at any given time and i've been a solopreneur working out of my home for the last 13 years and have a bunch of kids as well. So I think at one point, you know, people would always ask me, where do you find the time? And at some point I, I remember very clearly saying I didn't find that like the time fairy didn't magically just come down and grant it to me. I had to make it, right. I had to, you know, invent it kind of out of my life. So we're going to talk about some of the things that, um, that we both do to make more time. But first I want to really kind of get into this idea that what we spend our time on it's not just a matter of us expending more energy, working longer hours, and getting bigger results, right? So that's what the 80-20 rule is all about. And sure. Dave, maybe you can kind of talk a little bit about that concept yeah. and how that works and is applied in your business right. in life. It, yeah, it's called the Pareto Principle after okay. the, the guy that sort of discovered it or named it. Uh, and the reality is if you measure all sorts of different things in life, 
that usually 80% of the results come from 20% of the effort. Mm. And it, it breaks down into all sorts of different ways. Like if you look at a sales force, usually 80% of the sales are coming from 20% of the salespeople. Or if you look at your calendar, look at your, we're talking about time, right? Look at your Google calendar and see that of the end results, like the big, I got this done this week, this moved my entire business along. Right. It's usually 20% or less of your time. Right. It's key, a few key things that, that um, sort of accelerates that. And, and the principle there is, what exactly are those things that you need to focus on right. in order to maximize the end result from the time that you spend on them? Um, part of that, I think, is being really honest about how you're spending your time. And I don't think most of us are. No. <laughs> so you have to be honest and pay attention to be able to, to analyze it. Right. It's easy yeah. to disappear into the vortex of right. 47 tabs open in, right. your, in your browser as you're just kind of exploring some, I'm doing some stuff, yeah. you know, and then you reach the end of a day. You ever, you ever get to the end of a day? where you, you know you were doing things all day yeah. long. It was just wall-to-wall crazy. You get to the end of the day and someone asks you, so what did you do today? And you're like, uh, yeah, heck if I know. I, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that we'll talk about with Laura is the idea that um, just because you're sitting in front of your computer doesn't mean you're, you know, you're being productive or just because you're right. doing something that, looks, that feels like a hamster on a wheel you know, doesn't mean you're working. And so there's that. Or, or maybe you're working in that you're expending energy, but you're not actually moving the needle or getting any results. So, sure. um, Dave, I want to talk to you a little bit about how you run your businesses, because sure. as someone who's has been more of that, you know, solo entrepreneur space for many years, um, delegation is something I've dabbled in and fairly successfully, but the rest of it, like outsourcing, truly outsourcing and, mm-hmm. and automating right. and coming up with those, um, those proceeds and things like that, that help kind of make the most of that 20% of time, even analyzing how that time is being spent are, are concepts that are a little bit newer to me. Sure. So I'd love to hear how you kind of have this, you know, we're in this building right now right. where you're running a business out and there's all these people running around doing things. Sure. Well, hopefully they're walking. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, but, maybe there's some running. <laughs> there's some running. They're doing things right now to, to advance your business and you're sitting here talking to me. I so am. how does that, how does that all work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the reality is that um, yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of back up. Yeah. So please. how do I look at how I spend my time it, before you kind of get into the, what are you doing with your time? How do you manage it well in order to create, like you were talking about the idea really of, of making more time, right? Mm-hmm. So through the efforts of other people, through good systems, right. through lots of different things. So somebody will ask me just on the street that I know, you know, how do you, how do you keep it all together? How do you keep mm-hmm. it all straight? Quote unquote, that, that I get that question a lot. People ask you that on the street. People that I know okay. that I happen to see on the street. Okay. And, and once in a while, a stranger that I don't know, but knows me will ask, you know, what, what are you doing there? How do you, how do you, do you have a life right. X, Y, and Z, right? Yeah. Um, and the reality is that what you spend your time on is infinitely more important than how you organize your time. Right. And so back to the Pareto principle, I think early on for me, I was fortunate in that I put everything that I had I spent a lot of time. I would spend 70, 80 hours, 90 hours mm-hmm. a week pouring into my different businesses to kind of get things going to where they needed to be. But along the way, if you're not, if you're not building something, and this gets to sort of the systems discussion, if you're not right. building something that can operate whether you're there or not, whether you're the one answering the emails, whether you know, it's, it's moving from trading an hour of your time for a set number of dollars to moving to investing your time Mm -hmm. to create a stream of dollars and i think that's where 
it's a mindset shift that had to yeah. happen for me. And so now, like when I, if to look at my calendar, look at my email inbox or whatever, yeah, I get a ton of emails a day, but um, the reality is it's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at my calendar, I'm, I'm able to get done um, everything I need to do in a normal period of time in a work week. Yeah. I probably work no more than 40, 45 hours in a week. Okay. Um, and it's possible. And it's, it really it boils down to what you're choosing to invest your time in, um, who you have around you. So when people ask me that question, the question on the street, it, it's, it's people and systems. I have great people and I have great systems, which means it's a lot easier for me to not have to be the one pulling the levers and pushing the buttons in order to get everything to work. Um, it's, it's the reason why McDonald's is such a profitable franchise or has been, it's kind of changing a little bit in today's market, but, um, they were able to create some amazing net profit margins because with teenagers, yeah, teenagers running the show at these restaurants, creating consistent, uh, tastes and burgers and experiences and, and, and time through the drive through and all that stuff because they created some amazing systems that can operate whether Ray Kroc was there mm. or whether um, you know, the franchisee who's, who owns that location is there or the manager or whatever. And so it's the idea of creating more time by investing your own time into things that create residual and then delegating using other people. And then you know, there's this stuff like automation and other yeah. outsourcing and things like that that really help supercharge that. But if you're just working in a typical lifestyle business where you're the person, you've created it, now you added some people around you and you want to sort of work yourself out of needing to be there 90 hours a week all the way up into the point where you don't need to be there at all. Right. Um, that's the way to get there. Okay. So I want to break two things out of that because I, sure. I can already hear the people who um, do everything themselves. Yes. Uh, having two possible object- objections. And one is trust. Sure. How do you surround yourself with the people that you trust? Um, you know who those people are and how mm-hmm. do you know what to give them to do? Right. And then the other one is systems. I mean, I know a lot of people who are more creatives or who kind of, I don't know, take some, some kind of twisted pride. And I've been one of these people. I'm, 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 I'm recovering as a twistedly prideful person, but that they I say, you you're know, be recovering creative, <laughs> recovering creative, um, you know, systems. The reason I'm not in the corporate world is because, I, that's not how I run my time. You know, it's like this kind of mm-hmm. idea that sure. if you're like a creative entrepreneur, you don't need that. Like you don't need right. systems, right. man. Let's right. like get me down. And so I'm just down with the system. Down in with fact. the system. Yeah. Down with the man. And here we've arrived. <laughs> so, and that's another thing. Like if you don't think of yourself as a systems person, how do you get over that? And how do you embrace that idea yeah. that it helps you actually be more creative? Cause that's sure. how it should work. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to be a little contrarian with this. Oh, okay. um, the reality is so for the person that hypothetically would ask that question and I'm just going to, there's a lot of them out there. I bet there's a lot of them. <laughs> the reality is you are a system person already. Okay. Everything you do more than once is a system. Okay. If you get up, let's, we'll talk about it. You get up in the morning, right? Yeah. What's the first thing you do? Most people have that answer. Right. Most people will be able to say, this is the first thing I do. It's usually this, right? Mm-hmm. And then they do this and then they do this and they might have, you know, they might choose different things to eat for breakfast or not eat breakfast or whatever, but there's a way in which they operate in which they do things that is relatively consistent. So you, especially in your business, right? So um, let's say you're a, uh, I'll say you're a graphic designer, right? So you've got a graphic design business, client comes in, client says, here's what I want, X, Y, and Z. You have a process for kind of understanding what the client wants, being able to kind of know what that is or, you know, remember what that was that they said, be able to then translate that into some form of product or result, you know, probably back, loop back with the client, get some feedback, things like that. That's a system. Mm. Whether somebody's going to say, I am 
I'm a systems person. I've designed this system. Whether you're paying attention to it or not, you've got right. a system. So the question is, is it a good one? Yeah. Okay. So you, if you're doing something more than once, you, it, there's already a system there. It's yeah. whether or not it's a good one and whether or not you've taken the time to kind of zoom out on it and design the system. And that to me, the design part is the key. So whatever the system is, things work differently for different people. We're talking about time management today, right? There's all sorts of different time ways to manage one's time. People use different products and, and theories and things mm-hmm. like that. But um, with systems, there's different ways to look at things. But the reality is in the situation you have with whether it's yourself or your team, with the result you're trying to achieve, you're already doing something. So jot it down, write it down, mm-hmm. design it out almost like a little flow chart or something. Um, or make it prettier if flowchart is too left brain, right? So, <laughs> yeah. but design it out and then, and then look at it and say, what's working, what's not, where can I tweak some things? And there's, there's so many resources out there on the idea of design, uh, designing systems and that system sort of thinking, um, the book, the e-myth is it's in my top 10. It's something that I think every entrepreneur needs to read. Um, it's actually called the myth of the entrepreneur. That's what the e-myth okay. is. Yeah. Um, the premise is that most businesses are started by these super entrepreneurs sort of bracing against the winds and the, the cape is flowing <laughs> behind them. And the reality is it's, it's not, it's people that say they have like an entrepreneurial seizure where they say, I want, I can, I'm a plumber. I'm working right. for this guy. I could do this so much better than him. Right. I'm going to start my own business. And so, but the reality is what it takes to start a business that set of skills, the skills of the entrepreneur are different from the skills of the plumber. They're right. in addition to the plumber's skills. So there's, but what comes with that is the way in which you do those things. So the system itself is in a way, uh, you, you move away from, I respond to and react to everything that comes into my business or everything that happens. And you move towards a, I design a system that runs the business and then the people, whether it's me or other people run the system. Okay. And by, by shifting that mindset, it makes it a lot easier to create things that run without you, thereby freeing your time. Well, that's a great answer. Um, it also seems like, you know, that the next step after writing things down, jotting, because you're right, you, everybody does have some kind of a system. That's right. absolutely true. Yeah. Um, but the step after writing it down and noticing it, I think is the hard one for people. And that's, and that's the hard, that's the hard, where the hard work comes in. Sure. Changing habits. Sure. And so that is just as much a part of the process as designing it's one thing to design the most awesome system and how many times have people sat down and written down that i know i've done this a million times like that um that fantasy morning routine right and it stays a fantasy right because they don't take the additional step of actually making it happen right um so i don't know that's maybe i think where that things happening to you and people like just reacting all the time Right, right right gets in the way of making those longer term changes yeah it's the it's the moving from a uh place of reactivity to proactivity right um being able to you know that's why i think the sort of the subtext to our show of building a business and designing a life right those two things are really important because you're designing a business too mm-hmm. and you're building life too right but designing your life means sort of deciding ahead of time what what are you going to spend your time on mm-hmm. what are we even doing here you know right. that the asking those questions i think kind of establishes the foundation it establishes the framework and i would encourage people to go back even further and decide what's important to me mm-hmm. like what are my own values what are things that are really important to me what is the kind of life that i want independent of what business i choose even mm-hmm. or i'm even currently in because right. some some people realize along the way um you know, like, like our guest from last week, Clayton Morris realized along the way that 
you know, you get to this place where what are you chasing? You're continually yeah. chasing after something, but does it even fit what you want for your life? And, or are you doing things for the wrong reasons? So I think just being conscientious of what you're choosing to, to spend your time on is probably this, one of the single biggest ways to, to look at that. Um, and, you know, I know, I know tomorrow we're going to talk about some different systems yeah. to kind of get into how we manage the time and what we choose to spend our time on and, and whatnot. And, and uh, boy, there's, there's a lot of them. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot there. And we could definitely dive deep in this topic. But I feel like this is something time in general and systems and habits um, are going to be things that we're going to be treading a lot with future oh yeah well the, the habits yeah. habits alone we could have a whole week on habits. right yeah oh yeah. i'm sure we will we might have several um i did want to just circle really back really quickly to yes. the idea when you're delegating and and i guess your point yeah, is that if that. the system yep. works if it's a good system it's not that the person you put in there is irrelevant because obviously it's very relevant but sure. maybe it makes it easier to let go a little bit right for the entrepreneur, if they know the system works, right? You've already got something that works, <laughs> right? For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and the idea of the question you asked earlier um, was how do you how do you move to that place of trust where you've right. got somebody alongside you or working for you or whatever that you can you can be okay letting go of the yes. thing that is your baby, right? Right. Well, and and I guess the reality is comes back to the design element. Mm. What is it that you want out of your business? Do you want to remain the size that you are mm-hmm. is it working now are you cool with what your weeks look like are you cool with the level of stress or not stress that you have and usually people get to this place where they're like i'm not okay with the way things are i kind of don't want to be just in this place i, I want to grow you mm-hmm. know i want my business to take off and i, I want to do some amazing things with this um or i i don't want to always have to be here you know i've got family at home or this business or this organization is kind of eating up more and more of my life, right? It's taking up more and more of my time. And so I I think you have to kind of be, you get to that place of honesty where you realize I need other people. Mm -hmm. And so there's that balance of I need to have other people. So now the question becomes who? Um, And there's a lot of different approaches to hiring that I think that that's a whole subject in and of itself. But the, the reality is you, you design a little bit what that role has to be able to accomplish what characteristics of the person equals success in that role? Mm. So um, I'm going to make a book recommendation. There's a great book called Who. It's written by Jeff Smart. Um, it's one of the best books on hiring I've ever I've ever seen um, and ever read. And it, it really kind of operates off this premise that there's a, you kind of design what the role looks like. You design some outcomes that somebody that is an absolute rock star would be able to achieve. And then as you get sort of candidates in that are interested in the role, you, you measure them against what a rock star could do. And they have to be able to say, you know, in my history, I've demonstrated that I've been able to do X, Y, and Z. And of mm-hmm. course you check that and whatnot, but it's just, it's, it's taking a little more time and intentionality. I think with hiring so many people get, make poor hiring choices that you have that misnomer that if I, if I have somebody else do it, they're not going to do it as well as me. Right. And the reality is there are people out there that will do it better than you. Right. And that's the other thing we need to realize yeah. is we're not, <laughs> we're, not all we're, that. Not, we're not all that. <laughs> yeah. We're not all that. And the bag of chips is still yeah, on the shelf, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so that for me, it, you know, I, I, there were some things that were harder to let go of than, mm-hmm. than others. Um, there's some things that I still do that I probably will never let go of, but those are the things that only I can do really well. And there's a lot of things that, plenty of other people can do 
But because I'm focusing on the things that only I can do well and the things that really move my business forward, now the whole thing is moving forward really well. Right. Um, so, but developing the trust is, you know, obviously having somebody that you can trust is the mm -hmm. first step there. And yeah. then obviously there's a lot more to it than that. Well, and, and definitely we'll have to make probably hiring outsourcing and all that stuff its own week at some point right. because it's such a big topic. Um, but I do think it's interesting. You know, you said a lot of people make bad hires and I think what's too bad is that someone makes a bad a bad hire, it doesn't work out, and then it proves their errant theory, the theory. that right. you know that they can't ever give anyone else anything to do, and then they just clamp down. And then that's right. sometimes maybe there's always going to be a risk involved, and sometimes it's not going to work out. But that doesn't mean overall, right? It's still not the right thing to do. It's, Absolutely, there's no good hiding, you know, like crawling back in your shell. <laughs> right. Well, I've made yeah. some catastrophic hires. Yeah. <laughs> I've made some hires that didn't work out so well, and the the people they had to work with, the people mm -hmm. around me, the the customers, you know, you you see the results of that. Um, and the, sometimes you just have to make those mistakes, but you get better at understanding. Or I didn't stick to my principles on that hire. Uh, I fell in love with this, that, or other thing about the candidate, and it didn't work out. Right. So again, you had a system, you just didn't follow it. You, you just know? didn't follow and it. And in yeah. my case, that's what it was, and several of those. Yeah. Okay, this is good stuff. Yeah. Um, tomorrow we are going to be talking about techniques and tools, and kind of how we our systems, I right. guess, for time yeah. management. And I think they're very they're different, but there's probably some overlap. So that'll be a fun one. And then uh, make sure that you come, you know, you listen every day because, again, we're going to have a great interview with Laura Vanderkam coming up on Thursday. We'll have a fun little topic on Wednesday. And then we'll round the whole thing out Friday talking about weekends. So you're definitely going to want to subscribe to the show. Um, and we will have a place for you to do that at the show notes, which are at lifeworkpodcast.com. You can find us here, episode 2.1. 2.1. Sounds very advanced. It's, it's <laughs> very advanced. Yes, it's very advanced. Okay. Thanks a lot, everyone, for listening and tune back in tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Life Work Podcast. Build your business and design your life with us every day, Monday through Friday. And find us at lifeworkpodcast.com.